0: Today we're gonna talk about the risks of retiring in a recession. They're big ones. We've
1: got a list of four kind of key risks that retirees face when headed into a recession. Over 56% of Americans don't feel like they're on track to retire comfortably. And it's no surprise, retiring with confidence is not as simple as it used to be. That's why each week we talk about the many challenges of modern retirement and share some of the best strategies for overcoming each and every one.
0: So that you can make sure you're putting your hard-earned savings towards the retirement of your dreams. I'm Brandon. And I'm Brantley. Welcome to Retire With Confidence. For more, be sure to visit retirewithconfidencenow.com.
1: So number 1, market declines. Market this declines. One's, I think yeah. probably the most obvious. Yeah. The issue with a market decline especially for a retiree is the assets that you own are worth less money. Right. At this point. <laughs> and the it's very problem profound. Yes, the problem that that, that proposes for a number of people is you you spend a lot of time accumulating wealth right through the appreciation of the value of these assets, but now mm-hmm. if the the individual units themselves are worth less and you're planning to sell them, in order to create income for yourself right. for retirement purposes. Right. You're gonna to have to sell more of those units to create income, which is going to significantly increase the chances that you run out of money.
0: Pretty simple equation there.
1: Yep. And the timing of all this matters. Um we we often refer to the timing as sequence of returns risk, which is something that we've addressed on uh, this podcast before.
0: Yeah, you should probably and click here or here or somewhere. Somewhere there somewhere, should be a link, there link will be to that video.
1: That pops up that'll let yeah. you uh go there. The the issue, of course, with sequence of returns risk is if a bad market correction happens very early on in your retirement, that significantly increases the chance that you run out of money versus some sort of correction that comes midway or later
0: on. The caveat being, which you already talked about, but is if you're planning on selling your assets to provide the necessary income for you to live during retirement, right?
1: Right. So if, if you're not using your assets... To sell and raise money for income, you may be able to hedge this. Foreshadowing on a possible solution to what we're discussing right now. Absolutely. So, um, you know, there's there's other elements that kind of get augmented when it comes to recession. So, uh, to be clear, declining market conditions aren't necessarily a unique problem to recessionary times. Right. Right. The market can fall, and we cannot sure. be in a recession. Sure. And that problem is still just as pronounced for a retiree right. as it would be in a recession. Yes. But during a recession, there are other things that tend to happen at the same time mm-hmm. that uh, magnify this problem. We can't take them individually necessarily. When, the, when there's a recession going on, there's lots of things that come together that can right. be problematic. Yeah. So you already, already gave us a sneak peek. One of the greatest hedges to this is simply don't sell assets to, to create income.
0: We're not a big fan of that whole. I mean, this is a modern thing. You're going to hear us talk about the four percent rule a lot and our hatred thereof. This is a very common bit of wisdom that the internet finance nerds have decided is the path to generate income. Use Mm -hmm. a four percent rule. You just sell, and and that is you're selling four percent of your assets each year to to provide you with the income you need. Um, We've never been advocates of that because we don't think it works. We think it's great in an academic paper. Um, It's great. in if you just look at the back test numbers, but it doesn't account for a lot of variability. It doesn't account for recessions. It doesn't account for, you know what it doesn't account for? It doesn't account for the fact that most people don't have enough money to make it work. Let's be realistic. I mean, that's true. It's just absolutely true. I mean, we don't live in a world where we work with clients who did everything perfectly all the time meaning no. they were they didn't save 70% of their income starting at 25 and have you know 4 million dollars by the time they were 40 that's mm-hmm. that's not the reality i realize that there's a lot of people who claim they live that way on the internet but that's not the way most people's lives have unfolded for them so we are much more in favor of you holding on to your assets and having income generated by those assets and using that income to sustain yourself during retirement as opposed to selling your assets or yep. planning to. You may have to, but yeah, I, I wouldn't well, build my entire retirement around that. The that biggest logic. problem
1: with selling assets for income is you eventually could run out of assets. Right. And that um that's that is a worry that a lot of people have, yeah, maybe somewhat intuitively? Right. But it's it's very rarely addressed yeah. in retirement planning circles. Now, key 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 hedge Strategy, I think, is this one right here. You you intentionally purchase assets, build assets that are designed to give you income. Yes. Versus selling assets because right. the 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 unique thing about this is if you own if you own ten thousand shares mm-hmm. of something that's paying you dividends and it's currently worth a half a million dollars mm-hmm. and we go through a recession, there are lots of assets in this, this kind of category that maybe now it's worth 425,000. Right. So you've lost $75,000, but in a lot of cases, like very income focused assets do not generally change dividends. Right. In these moments. Right. So you're still collecting the same amount of income because you still own the same number of shares. Right. You just don't have the same amount of liquid datable money. Your mark to market's not as great. Some people struggle with that psycho- psychologically because they look at the seventy five thousand dollars loss. And sure, bad news. Right, but if you remember the the whole purpose of the strategy, which is collect the income, not quite as bad a a, a circumstance. Yeah, because the number of shares you own is really what's important. Right. Um, now, and about, I, I, other, I would
0: argue, uh, just a sidebar. I would argue, even if even if an asset, let's just say you own something that pays a dividend, and and that could be a stock or a private business. It doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. Even if the dividend goes down during a recessionary period, Mm -hmm. the the beauty of it is when the recession is over, (laughs) the dividends return. They come back and they probably go up from there, but you still own the same number of units. You didn't change your asset position. So if you're using something like the 4% rule and you're selling into a declining market, which you would be forced to do if you're living off that 4% that you're selling every year, you actually are exacerbating your problems.
1: You're speeding up the rate at which you're selling off assets because of the decline in value.
0: Right, exactly. And so you'll never be able to fully recover because you don't have the same number of units Mm -hmm. when the market does turn around.
1: We know stylistically, rather, that the greatest example, because the easiest one mathematically to to conceive of, is 50% loss in the market requires something higher than a 100% rate of return sub- right. sequentially in order to just break even. Right. Because if you have a hundred dollars worth of something, it's now 50 bucks. Yes. Even, a, even, even taking that a hundred times out or a hundred percent of, of 50 now right. is going to be a lower number than, than where you started out. Right. Let's, um, let's stumble through that ungraciously. <laughs> if you also then have to sell shares, hmm well, your position is even worth less than it was before. So, the rate of return that you need to come back to just break even becomes an even larger number. Right. It starts to become right. unattainable in yeah. a lot of cases. Yep,
0: we saw a lot of people suffer from that in the what was the lost decade? Two thousand two thousand, basically two thousand, yeah, the early two thousand ten. Yeah. Yep. You basically just ended up, and that was if you actually if you didn't sell any shares. That was right. just if you sat still.
1: Now there are other assets that you may may pursue that are not necessarily um, things in the market. These could be things like annuities sure. which are going to be unaffected by yeah. recessions because there's contractual guarantee to pay income. Mm-hmm. So there are, are different ways to focus Life on insurance, cash income, value. Yep, on income building. So diversification is definitely a hedge but it's got to be the right kind of diversification. And right. that's where a lot of people mess this up. Okay, next up interest rate declines. Yes. A lot of people um, maybe not so much Right. Well now, yes, but we go back like three years No, but a lot of people right up until about the, the, the end of the last decade were of the opinion that they were going to accumulate what they could in something like their 401k. They were going to sell it all. And they were going to buy CDs and live off the interest. Right. And that is definitely coming back around now that we have interest rates that are where they are.
0: And people, you know, people in the financial industry always made fun of that. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I knew, and you knew plenty of people who did that. Older people who are no longer with us um, because you haven't actually been able to pull that off in the last two decades, really. But God, they lived the best lives. They didn't worry about money at all. They didn't have a lot of money, but what they did have, they knew exactly what they were going to get paid in interest every six months, every whatever, whatever the CD. Some of them pay monthly. Some of them pay twice a year. Some of them pay once a year. It doesn't really matter. Yep, but. They knew that that income was there. So, and yeah. it was uncomplicated.
1: And that scenario also lacked the psychological problem of account balance declines. Right. Because money in a CD does not go down. Right. When the market goes down. No. Um, and so long as you choose not to spend the principal, there is not going to be a decline of principal and you can collect income. Right. The only risk you face in that situation is renewal rates aren't going to be as good as they once were. Yep. So in a recession, interest rates decline. Yep. That's done by Fed policy. Sure. Um, to attempt to spur the economy. The downside to that for a retiree is the sort of guaranteedness of their income goes down. Right. Because now they can't buy the same CD or maybe the same bond in some rare cases as they were before and collecting the same amount of income. Right. Exactly. And this, this is the ire of a lot of retirees, and it was especially a, a kind of vitriolic discussion in the early 2010s, 20-teens timeframe yep. when a number of people made it to retirement. And now, instead of buying CDs that were paying 5%, they could buy CDs that paid 0.3%, Right. which was not going to be nearly enough to generate the income that they had planned to, to, to generate off the money that they had accumulated in right. other sources like right. the 401k. The strategies that, that I would offer up in the face of this, they look somewhat similar to what we just talked about with respect to income generation. We do have to understand that if we're doing things like, let's say, dividend-focused um, market-style assets, there is a principal risk there. So you may not be as crazy about that as an idea. Um, annuities also play a big role here. Because again, principal risk isn't on the table with those. And with a number of annuities, you can guarantee a certain interest rate or income payment that goes far beyond any CD you're going to find
0: anywhere. The trick with annuity with most annuities and getting higher than average payouts in terms of income payouts mm-hmm. is to wait. Um, it's going to be tough if you retire at 60 to get really favorable payouts on annuities, but you know, as you get into your later
1: 60s, it gets significantly easier. Oh, so you mean like something that you're purchasing now, but holding onto for a while before you start income. Right. Or even understanding that the older you get, the better the income provision of an annuity is going to be.
0: Because it's based on life expectancy. So obviously, but that, that just means, I I guess that's a good way to illustrate you, you're probably in most cases, you're going to need to stack things. You're going to need to stack assets um, and sort of specifically, if not literally have them earmarked for particular periods of time. Which um, is a
1: strategy that we've employed for people. Absolutely, to say, hey, we've got we've got X amount of dollars. We're going to take some and and put it here to use now. We're going to take others and put it there to use later. Right. And we're going to let the various aspects of these products shine brightest by employing them at the right time. Right. Exactly.
0: And that's very strategic, and that depends on all sorts of individual factors. So. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, moving on. Job market tightening. So, a number of people's vision of retirement is not necessarily the traditional vision of retirement, where you just sure. uh, find a bunch of, of fellow girls down in Florida and all move into a big house. Um, it wasn't that, that um, big, really, but yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so it, it was by by nineteen eighty standards. So, you know. uh, so it just has to have a uh, lot Wherever that is. (laughs) And you have to say lanai like (laughs) all the time. So, a lot of people's kind of retirement definition is we're going to work less. Yes. Or not work the same stressful job. Yeah. But we're still going to work. And that's, that's fine. There's, there's nothing, nothing wrong, shameful, deplorable about being productive even into your later years. That's, that's totally okay. But in a recession, there's a very good chance that the labor market tightens considerably. So, what you discover is the the supply of part-time jobs that you can fill, yeah. they're just not that high. Right. And the number of employers looking to hire somebody in their early, mid, or late 60s or older right. to fill a part-time job, that's also not that high. Right. So, Hasn't been traditionally.
0: Though, things are so different now. I have no yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> They may be happy so, to hire someone in their in their mid Like, oh, this person has a history of working, and they they know how to work. And the, <laughs> different approach. Yes, they'll different probably show approach. up on time.
1: Mm-hmm. The ability to get employment, right, in the the fashion that you're looking for, right, may not exist. You may just or have the, very
0: limited options. Yeah,
1: there may even be some situations where retirements that take place are forced by a recession, where you find out the job that you've done for forty years, it's gone. Right. The best hedge here again having income that's produced by other assets is excellent but but this one's also kind of a don't freak out moment strategy. And what I mean by that is you may not be able to find a job today. Right. But generally recessions those conditions are temporary. Change, right. And labor markets change. And so the other hedge here is to ensure that you've got liquid assets that would allow you to Deal with a year, year and a half of simply not working. Right. And then return to the labor market once conditions improve.
0: Absolutely. And I think it goes back to the reiterating the first two points, too. And a point that we've made repeatedly before this, which is make sure that you spend your working years accumulating income-producing
1: assets. It seems you, like we just say that all the time and that's because the solution to everything. It's
0: the truest thing we've ever said and it's the thing that we need to keep saying over and over and over and over and over, and over again yeah. until everyone gets it. Because I don't think there's anything more important. I've been doing this for 23 years. You've been doing it for, I don't know how long, 15, 16 15, years? 15, 16, yeah. something like that. Like, it's the greatest revelation we've ever had. I mean, it it
1: sounds very simple. And, but and we eat our own cooking on this. Yes. Like.
0: Yes. Do not, do not wait until you are 90 days from retirement or six months from retirement or a year from retirement to start figuring out, well, how am I going to reposition things to produce income? You should be in a situation where maybe it's as simple as going, well, instead of reinvesting that money or rolling over that interest or whatever, I just flip switch and now it just starts getting deposited to my bank account right. every month. That's such a fantastic position to be in and mitigates all of these risks. And I'm not saying it has to be any particular type of asset. We don't make specific recommendations about what you should buy or anything like that. But you should go about trying to figure out what what are you comfortable with and accumulating those income-producing assets from day one.
1: I, I, I'm going to be awkward because I, I find it uncomfortable to talk about myself, but um I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to make this point. So this the
0: guy who looks at himself while making YouTube videos. This yeah. is... <laughs> Quite the paradox here, sir.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, my setup is I can't quite see what you well, think I can see. Yeah, yeah. But um, I'm in my late thirties. Yep. And I have I have legitimate passive income from assets. Yep. Not not some business I got to work at every day, but just assets in a portfolio that I'm pretty sure exceed what the average retiree generates in, in income from assets across the board. Right. And I can tell you the, the moment that all kind of coalesced for me and looking at that and going, wait a minute.
0: This is where you tell everyone I'm a genius, right?
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, you mean you? Sure. You can be the genius. I don't, I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't want to be. Um, I, I just mean, it's, it's like, wait a minute. Like if this continues to grow and like, damn, this, this is, this is excellent and this has a real potential to position me to be in a place where there's a lot of insulation from a lot of bad things. Right. It's hard to do that. What's the opposite of preemptively? Reactively. There we go. Right. It's, it's hard to get to a point where you go, oh crap, that's what would work. And then try to do it in the next couple of months. It's very that's, difficult to pull that That's off. hard to do. Yeah. It's very hard to do.
0: Right. So. You'll inevitably uh, make some bad decisions if you're under that kind of pressure. Yep.
1: Yep. Yeah, well you'll make bad decisions when you try to do it preemptively. Yeah. I've I've done them. But um it's it, it really starting that as early as possible and and targeting that, it it insulates you from a lot of stuff, potentially. Yeah, it does. And it's 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 good. Um okay, okay, well because
0: it, it, look, here's the thing. When you and I talk about retirement, I think what we both mean, I know what I mean, is when you have income from your assets that exceeds your expenses, you're retired. Mm -hmm. Now, that doesn't mean you're not working anymore. Because at that point, to me, and I believe to you, working is an option. Mm -hmm. And if at some point you decide, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, you just stop doing it because you have income greater than your expenses from your assets. It's money that you don't have to work for. It's not earned income. So that's I believe certain people, you included, will be in a position at a much younger age to pull that ripcord if if and when.
1: That's what we're working for. That's right. the hope. We'll see. Maybe I get it all wrong.
0: And those for those of you who are curious about me, I have the same philosophy. Um, I just have five children. So <laughs> 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 There's that. Anyway. My, they thank my, you immensely for your
1: sacrifices. My, my train, my train's moving a little bit slower down the track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Housing market crash. Yes. So a lot of people, a lot of people plan. Well, first, they they save money. They buy like the house that they're in love with. Yep. Hopefully. Lately, that's been hard to do because they get beat out by so many other offers from private equity. But that was the way it generally worked. And, once they get to retirement, a number of them look around and they say, you know what? We don't need three bedrooms for every person now inhabiting this house. Right. <laughs> so w- we'll sell the house. Yep. And we'll buy another house. And, and the house that we're going to buy afterwards will not be anywhere near as big, nor should it be as expensive as the one we live in right now. Yep. So what's really cool is we're going to cash out of this thing and we're going to put probably several hundred thousand dollars in our pocket, possibly a million bucks in a lot of cases lately. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to allow us to kind of give a big boost to our retirement account. Sure. And the other cool thing about that scenario is it's 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 like cash. So it's not, it's not it, it it's not something that you're gonna have to worry about tax implications every time you withdraw money from it, ordinary income taxes every time you withdraw money from it. Yeah. Um, I've known, I've actually known some people who get to retirement, sell a house, move into a smaller one, and live several years just off the the proceeds of the sale of the house. There's a couple of people that I met very early in my my career who did that sort of thing, and that allowed them to retire early. Yeah, right. Um, so because that, they didn't
0: need to touch their retirement account money for several years. Right.
1: right. Yeah. That whole concept has been around for many many decades. Right. If there's a recession that that comes up during retirement or as you're headed into retirement, recessions have a tendency to, to be correlated with market crash, uh, excuse me, housing market crashes. Mm -hmm. Housing market crashes mean that the value of the house goes down. Yeah. And so you may not be able to one, sell the house conveniently or for anywhere near as much money as you were hoping. And that may seriously upend your retirement plans. Right. That that does potentially take a certain amount of money out of circulation, so to speak. Yep. When it comes to what your account balances will be if you sell your house or it may just make it hard to sell. Um, I think a lot of people in these circumstances get into the mindset of, well, why don't we just wait out the market then? Right. Like I don't need to sell the house today. Sure. You can do that, but I don't know many scenarios where that works out all that well. Yeah. You end up spending more money on maintenance of the house. Um, the bane of my existence, and, and you, you like the right time never really comes because, right. like, maybe maybe the place you were planning to move to went through a boom in housing, and now it's going to cost you a lot more to buy the downgrade smaller house that you are going to buy. And right, you'll have less money left right. over. So, to me, it's the it's, timing it's, of things is tricky. It's
0: basically the mirror image of planning for your retirement to be funded by the appreciation of your retirement portfolio or your stock portfolio or a combination. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the same. It, it's just the mirror image of it. It's like, there's only one way for you to win and that's Mm -hmm. for the value to go up and you to sell it for a profit. Yeah. I, I don't like playing games where there's only one way for me to win. Not solely. I mean, obviously I own a home, so I'm, I guess in some ways I am playing that game, but Um, that's not all I'm doing. I'm playing the YouTube game,
1: (laughs) (laughs) which may be dumber. I don't know. We'd like the winter. We'd like the winter light to light up more, but yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, don't overlook the fact that, that houses have a certain expense as time goes on. And this has become especially true. In areas that have gone through massive, massive development expansions, yeah, it turns out that when you when you take a, a, a flat piece of farmland, buy it, and develop into a bunch of big mansions, the builders didn't always use the greatest materials what? that had centuries of staying power behind them. This feels like a personal um, attack. <laughs> 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 I believe the the current stat is that the average home built in the United States has a life expectancy of like 25 years. <gasps> That's terrible. That's not great staying power. No. And so if 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 you buy a brand new house let's say in your your mid 40s, yeah. then by the time you retire, you've you've met almost the life expectancy of that house and now you may get into a transi- to a transitional period where maintenance expenses start to to grow For sure. astronomically.
0: Yeah. Definitely. They, they definitely will.
1: All right. Uh, what's the bottom
0: line, Brandon? We got to wrap this up.
1: Income, 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 income. Income, 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 income. Y- you got to you gotta approach this from a from the strategic mindset that accumulation is not going to be the solver of all your problems. Right. That's the biggest problem is at, in, in our minds with a lot of traditional advice and the way a lot of people approach these situations. And I, recessions and, and, and other Circumstances. Yeah, you can hedge so many problems if you simply have a strategy to generate income to live off.
0: Absolutely. I, I don't. I don't need to add anything to that. Um, I think the other thing is is to be sure that you diversify across all sorts of different assets. We're not talking about just stocks and bonds. We've said that before. Mm-hmm. Think outside the box. Look at other opportunities, um, and be aware that some of the best options are not going to be available inside of your retirement accounts.
1: Just that's a really good point. That's, that's a really good point to, to, to highlight real quickly. Yes. A number of these things that you would use to diversify and, and create other income sources, you're not going to find them in your 401k. Right. So you got to look outside of the 401k. That's not to say you should ditch your 401k. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that you may need to start looking at opening up a general brokerage account. Right. And, and buying something that's, that's income focused. Right. Um, or, I mean, for most people, Roth is yep. such a yep. fantastic
0: vehicle. And you can actually get a decent amount of money in those now. So you can. back you when can. I started out, you could put $2,000 a year in there, <laughs> which was, seemed so insignificant at the time. Um, yeah. Also had all sorts of income limits and stipulations.
1: Right. Income. It, it, it Be aware of these issues. Yeah. Think about how they may affect you individually. Right. But build a plan for income and you will be surprised, un, incredibly surprised at how far that gets you right in bad economic times right
0: and you'll just have peace of mind that other people won't have
1: thanks for stopping by we'll see you next week